The 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich has been talked about by people in many different ways, but first and foremost, she's the author of an extraordinary text, The Revelations, which is the earliest known text authored by a woman in English. Personally, she has been a friend and companion in my Christian life for over 30 years. I'm the Reverend David Simmons, Episcopal priest and oblate in the Order of Julian of Norwich. Thank you for joining me as we read and pray through the works of this extraordinary woman of faith and explore what she has to teach us about God's love. Welcome to Love Was His Meaning, Chapter 53, Reading and Praying with Julian of Norwich. We will begin with the little office that is linked to in the description. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Let us say together Psalm 84. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts! My soul has a desire and longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. By the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on the pilgrim's way. Those who go through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs, for the early rains have covered it with pools of water. They will climb from height to height, and the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand in my own room, and to stand at the threshold of the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us join in a prayer of Julian. God of your goodness, give me yourself, for you are enough to me, and I can ask nothing that is less that can be full honor to you. And if I ask anything that is less, I shall always be in want, for only in you have I all. Amen. I saw that he wishes us to be aware that he does not take the falling of any creature that shall be saved more severely than he took the falling of Adam, who we know was endlessly loved and safely protected in the time of all his need, and now is blissfully restored in high-surpassing joys. For our Lord God is so good, so gentle, and so gracious that he can never assign fault to those in whom he shall ever be blessed and praised. And in this, that I have now said my desire was in part answered, and my great fear somewhat eased by the loving, gracious showing of our good Lord. In this showing I saw and understood full certainly that in every soul that shall be saved is a divine will that never consents to sin, nor ever will. This will is so good that it can never will evil, but evermore continually it wills good and does good in the sight of God. Therefore our Lord wishes that we recognize this in the faith and the belief of the Church, and specifically and truly that we have all this blessed and will, whole and safe in our Lord Jesus Christ. For that kind of human nature with which heaven shall be filled ought properly by God's righteousness to be knitted and wanted to him 
in that human nature is guarded an essence which can never be nor should be parted from him, and that through his own good will in his endless foreseeing purpose. Notwithstanding this rightful knitting and this eternal one-ing, still the redemption and the buying back of mankind is necessary and beneficial in every instance, since it is done for the same intention and to the same end that Holy Church in our faith teaches us. I saw that God never started to love mankind, for just as mankind shall be in endless bliss fulfilling the joy of God as regards his works, just so the same mankind has been in the foresight of God, known and loved from without beginning in his rightful intention. By the endless intervention, oh, sorry, by the endless intention and consent of the full agreement of all the Trinity, the mid-person wished to be the ground and head of this fair human nature, out of whom we are all come, in whom we are all enclosed, into whom we shall all go. In him finding our full heaven in everlasting joy by the foreseeing purpose of all the blessed Trinity from without beginning. Before he made us, he loved us, and when we were created, we loved him. And this is a love created by the natural, essential goodness of the Holy Spirit, mighty by reason of the power of the Father, and wise in reminder of the wisdom of the Son, and thus is man's soul made by God, and at the same moment knit to God. Thus I understood that man's soul is created out of nothing, that is to say, it is created, but not out of nothing that has been created, like this. When God wished to create man's body, he took the slime of the earth, which is material mixed and gathered for all physical creatures, and out of that he created man's body. But for the creating of man's soul, he willed to take absolutely nothing, but he created it. And thus is the human nature created rightfully wanted to the creator, who is essential nature uncreated, that is, God. And therefore, it is that there... It is that, that there can be absolutely nothing separating God and man's soul. In this endless love, man's soul is kept whole, as the matter of the revelations means and shows. In this endless love, we are led and protected by God, and never shall be lost, for he wishes us to be aware that our soul has a life, which of his goodness and his grace shall last in heaven without end, loving him, thanking him, praising him. And just as we shall exist without end, so too we were treasured in God and hidden, known and loved from without beginning. Wherefore, he wishes us to be aware that the noblest being that ever he made is mankind, and the fullest essence and the highest virtue is the blessed soul of Christ. Furthermore, he wishes us to be aware that mankind's dear worthy soul was preciously knit to him in the creation, and this knot is, so, so, is subtle and so powerful that it is wanted into God. In this wanting, it is made endlessly holy. Furthermore, he wishes us to be aware that all the souls that shall be saved in heaven without end are knit and wanted in this wanting, and made holy in this holiness. All right, so we start off this chapter with some discussion of, of Adam. Of Adam, of course, being the, uh, in the story of Genesis, being the first created. Um, there's a, a belief at the time, uh, the common medieval belief was that um, Adam, since he had been unbaptized, went into uh, limbo, which was, you know, limbo is never actually an official doctrine of the Roman Catholic Church, but it was very popular. But this idea that he went into the place of the dead, in, in kind of any way you look at it, and then was rescued uh, by Christ in the harrowing of hell between the time that, um, that Christ died 
and um, was resurrected. That's the time that Jesus uh, walked through the place of the dead and, and freed everybody there and, and brought them back out with him. Um, and so um, this falling of Adam is, is the... Um, is often thought to be like the worst thing that ever happened. But as um, she's putting it, uh, we're, we're all pretty much in the same boat and loved as much as Adam. Uh, God is so good, so gentle, and so gracious that he can never assign fault to those in whom he shall ever be blessed and praised. So the idea is we, we all end up in, in heaven blessing and praising God, so God doesn't assign fault. And this is a constant refrain with her. And in this, she says, her great fear is somewhat eased. So, somewhat eased. So this is this this this, this great problem that she's had between the idea of sin being something that causes so much pain, but yet God not assigning us any blame for it. And in in the context of the medieval mind that she's in, that's the medieval religious mind. That seems just utterly impossible. And a, you know, a good portion of all the last chapters has been us watching her. Um, struggle with that back and forth and, and try to figure out all sorts of things that make it happen. Um, but she's somewhat eased. As we see, she won't be completely eased, but she's somewhat eased by this, you know, this, this huge amount of outpouring of insight that she's had over the 20 years. Um, every soul, and we've heard this before, that shall be saved is a divine will that never consents to sin nor ever will. So there's a part of us that remains wanted to God eternally uh, in the way that, that Julian sees it. Um, and she, Julian says, wishes that we recognize this in the faith and the belief of the church. This is one of those few things where she is uh, speaking up and saying, hey, you know, this would be a good teaching to bring into the into the general teaching of the church because it's something she got from her revelation that um, can be gleaned or, or, or certainly can be said within the teachings of the church, but is certainly not a, a primary teaching. And she says, this, this is something that we recognize in the faith and the teaching of the church that we are all, have all this blessed will whole and safe in our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, in the, the mankind has been, in the foresight of God, known and loved from without beginning in his rightful intentions. So we're talking a little bit about uh, what we're created for and how God creates us. And we have always been part of the intention of God. We've always been loved in that intention of God. Uh, we have always been um, loved without beginning, uh, out of whom we are all come, in whom we're all enclosed, to whom we shall all go. All go. So this, this before he ever he made us, he loved us. And when we were created, we loved him. So this idea of uh, the, the eternal love for of God, even before our creation for us, uh, and then we are created and we, we begin to return that love. And then she talks a little bit about this kind of ontological idea of how is man's soul created. Man's body is created out of slime, as she puts it. You know, it's created out of matter. But our souls, as she puts it, are created out of absolutely nothing. They're created out of, out of the absolute nothing, uh, kind of like uh, ex nihilo, kind of like um, uh, the, the, the beginning creation is. So our souls, according to Julian, are of a completely different order than all of the created order. It's, it's something different. And that the noblest being that ever God has made is humanity. Uh, the fullest essence and the highest virtue is the blessed soul of Christ. And that because of the way we are pre-loved and the way we are made um, uh, out, of, out of nothingness, we are preciously knit to him in the creation. She uses this, this illustration of a knot 
that a knot is subtle and so powerful that it's wanted into God and this wanting it is made endlessly holy. So humanity is is wanted to God in a way that the rest of creation is not necessarily, or at least a part of our of of our um, souls are uh, that that part that never consents to sin and never will. And we will see her continue with this idea as, as, as she's developed it um, throughout the showings. Let's continue with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Bid your prayers for the people of Eastern Europe, particularly Ukraine, and those on our parish prayer list. I bid you your prayers and intercessions at this time. Let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy Lord, the ground of our beseeching, who through your servant St. Julian revealed the wonder of your love, grant that as we are created in your nature and restored by your grace, our wills may be so made one with yours that we may come to see you face to face and gaze on you forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning once again. Until we meet again, take care and God bless. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning today. This podcast is generally available once a week on Thursday. The text of Julian's Revelations used in this podcast is The Complete Julian by Father John Julian Swanson OJN and is used by permission of the Order of Julian of Norwich. The theme music is Julian of Norwich by Bombadil and is used under license.